All right, so, so we're going to be talking about rightly dividing the Bible. You know, you know, no sweet, catchy title intentional because, you know, this is, this is, this is the area that we kind of, uh, as Pastor Mel was talking about, we can get into our feelings on, you know, like kind of like what certain things really mean because n- none of us crazy. We just ain't going out here. Like, I don't know nobody in the room or nobody watching on TV that's probably out here. We just, man, forget God. So, so the only way we can do something that's outside of God's will is we got to go into our feelings or our own understanding or I think that's what the Bible said. You like for years when people's, uh, people go, well, God won't put on you more than you can bear. Nobody investigated that. It's not in the Bible. The Bible don't even say that. You know, but... but you can almost say, or, hey, how about this one? Hey, you know, you, you can do whatever you want to, just as long as you do it in moderation. So what, what chapter and verse is that? It's not in the Bible. But if I don't really look in the Bible, I can almost act like it's in the Bible and then justify my behavior outside of the Bible. Right? Not because I'm trying to be evil. It's just like, well, I think it's somewhere in there. It's, you know. For a year, I, I did a Bible study uh, at Capital University, and they have a, a, a seminary on, on the campus. I don't know if he was there that day. And so one of the young ladies came in because she was in seminary, and so she's, you know, she started breaking down the homiletics and all this type of stuff. And you know, I let her off the hook for a while, but I was like, you can't just be coming into the Bible study. And so kind of asked a few questions that, you know, it, it it, it was in the Word. And then you had a, a, some other young kids. They probably was, grew up in church all their whole life. They showed up one week. And they kind of, you know, with the swag, like, you know, we Christians, y'all fresh out the pack. And they was quoting all these things that wasn't in the Bible. And so, so, so some of the behaviors, some of your, uh, we, we talked about understanding giving in God's kingdom in, in the uh, foundational class. Even some of our justifications of not being in covenant with God, with tithing and different things like that. How do we do these things? We lean, either lean to our own understanding or we go with our feelings, right? How do you sit at the house and blaspheme God or, or come against the man and woman of God? How, how could you do that? Like, I can't do that, right? Come on, just work, work with me here because we're going we're gonna to get into the Word, and I just want to make sure we're playing off of God's word. I heard uh, was, Jason was back there. Was Jason back there going, um, can you live off the word? What did he say? He said something to Jamal back there. Can you live off, are you living off the word? Or something of that, of that nature. All right, so let's, let's uh, so, so the, the teaching is rightly dividing the Bible, right? Rightly dividing the Bible. We'll get into that scripture later. But I, I wanted to read from um, James 3.16. Because the adversary has been trying to work to uh, stop us from being powerful and stealing our purpose. You know, that depression that's hovering around you or when you sit around quiet by yourself and it seems like you're just not, you know, that, you know, that uneasy feeling. The adversary has been working very hard for a long time. Uh, have you got, heard this line? How do I know the Bible's true? We'll, we'll get into that in a second, but yeah, they could have changed the Bible, right? Right? 
or whether it's King James or whatever, they could have changed the Bible. So let me ask you this. So, so hey, 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 work, work with me here. Work with me here. Pay attention. I need everybody to pay attention. Let me ask you this. So, so how many people ever either said that or thought that? They probably changed the Bible. So we, we got one or two people here, or three, four. All right. So, and some of the people here have said it, but they didn't want to raise their hand because they didn't know what pastor was going to do. All right, but let me ask you this. Are we reading the Bible like that where they need to change it? You know what I mean? Like, like, is everybody reading the Bible so much and so thoroughly that the devil and all the people in the world are working hard to change it so you could read the wrong thing? Is it like that? Some of the people that raise their hand ain't reading the Bible like that. That's not me putting nobody down, but I'm just saying it's hard to have the discipline to read the Bible. Can we be honest? Yeah. Right. Okay, when you're struggling, what are you normally struggling? Reading the Bible, right? You Christians, you chant the church. Right? But you ain't all, like, let, let's, some of y'all doing Bible studies and still be struggling to read the Bible. <laughs> you know, Trina be like, okay, so where are we at today? They be like, wherever you say, Trina, because I, I ain't read the whole week. <laughs> Just keep on going, Trina. You know, it'd be like silence on the phone, right? <laughs> Glad it ain't a Zoom call. I thought it was a Zoom call, right? Right? So, 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 why would the adversary need to change the Bible? Because very few people are reading it, right? And then when you read it, you know, you know, like, because very, very few of y'all complete books, right? You know that, right? Come on, y'all. Come on. I'm not reading you. You know, like, you, you, yeah, I read that book. You read how many chapters? Because some of y'all got like 10 books and finished one. They're all sitting on the shelf. Right? So this one is even harder. Right? Because this is 66 books all in one. All right. So, so, so let me tell you why the adversary doesn't go the route of trying to change the Bible because he don't really need to. But he tries something else. So James 3.16, you guys, if you really lock in, you'll love this. It says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So what he does is he tries to create confusion, right? And this is the thing. Most people mean well, but may not have the ability to do well. Most people mean well but may not have the ability. Like, like, like you ever sit inside and say, I got to need to stop doing this? Like some of y'all are smoking. You ever just sit and go, man, I need to, man, man, I ain't smoking this. I ain't smoking today. And then you end up smoking anyway. I should get a couple of amens. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, what? come on, man. Come on now. That's, <laughs> have I been going that long? Okay, how about this? You know, you know, like you say, well, I'm not going to drink no more. Because pastor getting on my nerves and I want to go to church and I don't want to hear nothing about it, right? But you, you can't do it. You mean well, but it's not easy to do. I ain't hanging out with them no more. They get on my nerves. Matter of fact, I don't feel right every time I leave them. But you end up hanging with them again. You know, they call up, you're like, oh, man, like something, you just can't shake it. So, so we all mean well, but don't, don't always have the ability to do well. I got that from Dr. James Merritt in a uh, well, he was ministering to us in um, the cove one time. So why? Because very few of us really know what to do. Very few of us really know what to do. I know we, we act like 
we know what to do. And we don't want to seem like we don't know what to do, but very few of us really know what to do, especially those of us who call ourselves Christians. We are like a lot of, a lot, you know, a lot of us Christians are like a lot of men. We get the, the, the gadget, right? Get it in the mail or buy it at the store, and it comes with something called instructions. But a lot of times we don't even read the instructions until the shelf looks different color than the other ones because we put it on backwards, right? Well, well we, we, we're like that in our life as Christians. A lot of times we don't read the instructions. We just feel our way through. You know, that's why that shelf is, is crooked because you put the wrong shelf on the wrong side because you didn't follow the instructions. Right? And it's the same thing in our life. Let's look here at Hosea 4. Well, I'll tell you what Hosea 4, 6 is. And you can look at it when you, get, when you get time. It says, my people, he didn't say sinners, my people perish for lack of knowledge. He, he, he didn't say sinners perish. He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So most of the world is perishing through ignorance. Most of us are perishing through ignorance. You know, you ever like, uh, some of y'all, especially young people could relate to this, how you have either parents or people that you avoid because they can't, you feel like they're telling you what to do, they're trying to control your life. So why aren't you happy then? If, if you think you need to avoid these instructions from these people, why aren't you going around so full with joy and trying to instruct us how to live your life? Because if you have the life to live, you should be positioning yourself to train us how to finally get, get ourselves together and live out your life. If your life is not worth sharing with everybody to live, then maybe you need to find out something else to do. Maybe you need to follow the instructions and not be perishing through ignorance. Uh, Pastor Mel said something a while ago. She says, are we even trying to know what to do? Are we even trying to know? See, a lot of times we talk about this when we talk on spiritual calculations. A lot of times we're making our own calculations versus trying to see the truth. Like every effort every day should be fighting to see the truth, but we're trying to justify our compromise and coming up with our own calculations. But we're not free through our own calculations. We're free through the truth. Right? John 8.32. The truth is what makes you... Now, truth is final reality, and there's... Something may be okay, something may not be killing other people, because that's our line too, right? I ain't out here killing nobody. I didn't think that was an option anyway, but, but something may not be killing other people. It may be okay, but it's still not the truth, right? And this is what we're, we're free through the truth. Uh, we excuse ourselves from the truth with state, statements like this. Don't take it personal. Hey, no, 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 no. See, that's just too much. See, I'm a visual learner, right? In reality, everybody is a visual learner. Some just trust their inside visuals more than their outside visuals. We're all visual learners. You're, you're, like even a person that's reading, they, they see something on the inside. So, so, so. When we go, no, no, see, I can't take that because I'm just a visual learner. See, see, this is the thing. 
Our outside visuals may be your preference and comfort level for learning, right? Keep in mind, discovering God's mysteries is, prob- will prob- is probably more about cost than it is comfort. So even though, let's say we go, yeah, I'm just a visual learner, that may be your comfort. You know, some people may say, I need to see pictures. That, that may be uncomfortable. But to, to really understand the mysteries of God, it's not just about, it's not limited to comfort. It's a cost involved. So you may have to go outside of you what's comfortable for you. Now, we need both uh, kinesthetic uh, examples that's hands-on or application. You know, that's what some people, they need some hands-on application. So you need that. As well as, as scripted instructions to make sure you're applying. See, the hands-on is application, but you need the script to confirm that you're applying it right. Just like when you're putting something together, if you go back to the instructions to see, okay, what did I do wrong? The, the instructions are written, right? right? So, so you need both hands-on and learning. You know, it's just like, you know, the difference is like you, you got riding a bike versus somebody telling you how to ride a bike. So, so, so hands-on is I'm, I'm actually, here, 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 Mel, watch me ride the bike. But I could go, hey, just get on this bike and do whatever. You, you understand what I'm saying? So you, you, you need a balance of both. And I'm trying to set this up so you understand. What's been holding us back is stuff that we don't understand and we can't see. But God has been trying to give us the script the whole time. But if it doesn't come across comfortable to us, if it doesn't have our flavor, we excuse it. But I watch. Uh, we got some athletes in here. This is an athlete back there. You know, this is, uh, I saw him balling, but he's, he's a good uh, baseball player also. But I play baseball. And the interesting thing is, if you watch him on the field, you're just watching balls not getting by me. But you didn't watch me running around that school up and down them stairs, doing them push-ups and all, ty- all, all the stuff we did before we even got to even catching a ball. Like, it's, 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 it's a cost involved. Like, and it's not comfortable. Everything, like, I like the part about gloving, or I like the part about getting a hit, but it's a cost involved, right? I play basketball to this day. I mean, I'm older, but I still hoop, right? Right, and so, yeah, I was having played a game, well, well the three-on-three was the first time I played in like a year and a half. But, I was able to play because of the cost that I paid for years. You got guys that can hoop, but don't go to school. You got guys that are athletes, don't go to school. They don't understand. It's a package deal. You don't get one without the other. Even if you don't go to college, and let's say you go straight to the pros, you got to learn plays. You got to pick up stuff. They may shift you to another's team and you got to learn on the fly. Otherwise, you don't play. You get cut again. Everything, you, you got to be able to read your contract. They could be taking you for money. I know, guys, agents bought $1. million homes on their money because they, they, they're like, man, well, just whatever, whatever, man. Just give me the money for my bling watch and give me the money for my car because they couldn't read the contract. You see what I'm saying? So it's a cost involved. Now, stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. So, so the Bible says, present yourself as a living sacrifice. Holy except on him, which is a reasonable service. So what it's saying is, hey, hey, I have something for you, but you got to give, you got to get out of your comfort zone to get it. Right? 
You have to get out of your comfort zone. So, so the scripture says, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. So again, that's both learning. And the scripture, uh, uh, that's uh, James 1, 22 through 24. But Job 42, 5 said this, the person heard to a point of seeing. See, see, you can hear something and have information. You can keep on hearing and get revelation. You can keep on hearing and get manifestation. You can keep on hearing and being applied to somebody else's impartation. But if you just stop at the first hearing, it was just, I got information. Listen, listen, listen. They showed, they, they showed me how to shoot, you know, Tony Elbow reaching the net, Tony Elbow reaching the net. Yeah, and, and, and if I just go around saying, y'all know how to shoot, Tony Elbow reaching the net. No, I had to keep doing it over and over and over until it became a habit. Till it was my default under pressure. Same thing with this word. Is it your default under pressure? Or is only, you're only a word person until there's pressure? See, 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 it's a difference. Like, 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 listen, I learned this years ago. If you can discipline yourself in the word, every other aspect of your life is disciplined. Because your body don't know the difference. If you discipline at your core, you're disciplining everything else. But if you just discipline on the surface, let's say you're disciplined at going to work. You're not going to be disciplined in every, every other area of your life just because you're disciplined at going to work. You just fine when you're at the job. Get you away from the job, you're an idiot. I didn't say no names, right? But if you're disciplined in this world, you're disciplined at the job, you're disciplined in your eating, you're disciplined in every other aspect of your life. So we can tell where you're disciplined at by how you're disciplined in your whole life. Not the compartment that, that, that you, you think is special, okay? You should have stayed on vacation. All right, so, you know, we have two eyes and two ears for a reason, Right? See, see, because the goal is to hear into the point of seeing. See, this is the thing. Sometimes we skip the details to try to get where we're going. We skip the details, but we don't understand we may need those details for others, especially our children. So when we try to get by stuff, you know, one of the parents was talking to me about uh, just wealth and how, because we were talking about uh, how God wants us to have wealth. But they said, you know, you see people out here that are, uh, could be rap stars or whatever, and they have money also. I said, but, but like, like we counsel a lot of people that have a lot of money. Why are we counseling them? See, 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 if, see, if you skip, the, the Bible says, don't be hasty to be rich. If you skip the details, you get the money, but you can't hold on to it. Or you get the money, but you miss out on the whole life. But God just doesn't, he doesn't want money to have you. He wants you to have money. He doesn't want you serving money. He wants money serving you. But money serves you as you serve God. If you're serving money, you're telling God to serve you. So we skip the details, right? And then we get stuff and then it overwhelms us and we don't know what to do. We go, but I'm supposed to be fulfilled. I got money. I know plenty of people got money not fulfilled. I know plenty of people got money using all that money because to take care of a disease and sickness. Right? Because they skip steps. And this is what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get, make sure we don't avoid skipping steps. Scripture says, look, write the vision to make a plan. They can run with it. They read it. So the vision is something you can see. But nobody else can run with it if you can't write it and make it plain. You see what I'm saying? So you need, the, you need both the details. And so God is trying to give us these details through his word. That's Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4. 
So, so the key to us really getting what we're going to get now, we're going to discuss all the aspects of how to understand this Bible. Because sometimes we don't even know. We don't know uh, what progressive revelation is. We don't under, know what the law of first mention is. We don't understand the principles of looking through the Word. Everything you study in life has a principle. They give you a matrix sometimes with certain books that you study. Like, open up a, a, a Jewish Bible or the Kamash the way you normally open up the Bible. And you start reading, what do we read from left to right? It'll confuse you because it's read from right to left. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a, a principle to understanding how to read through Hebrew and read through the Kamash. There's a principle in how to read through the Bible. You can't read through the Bible with a natural mind. You won't understand nothing. The, the Hebrew was converted into a permissive sense. So you'll read it as it actually happened, but it was allowed. But if you don't know that, you just read that. Well, I can't believe that happened. Right? So everything has a principle for it. Well, you know, it's, see, again, it's a stretch even to talk about it. But do you want to understand? Do you want breakthrough? Do you want, re- do, you, do you want to just keep ritualistically reading through stuff and making it, turning it all into allegories? You know what an allegory is? I make it conform to what I wanted to say. That's what an allegory is. So, 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 so you sit around by yourself in your own private time, reading something, come up with your own aspect of what it is, but it hasn't been proven and authenticated and broken down and broken down to prove that what you saw is reality, but you'll go, sounds good to me. Everybody else is tripping. I got the revelation nobody got. You got your own understanding that nobody got. Because you should be able to back it up, 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 back it up with the word. Right? And so, 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 that's, so, so this is what we're going we're gonna to talk about. Now, this is the key. For us to really understand this thing, we got to avoid what I call the mix. Now, I have a teaching called What's in the Mix. Uh, talking about music and, uh, and, and, and alcohol and stuff like that. We'll talk about that another time. Maybe we'll bring that back. But avoid the mix. So the mix is, the, the scripture says in Ephesians 4.14, don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Right? It says, don't be just slammed around by every wind of everything you hear. See, see, as Christians, we don't focus on everything. We focus on the only thing. So we have to be anchored or locked in to God's word. Right? The scripture says, uh, let's go here, Psalms 1. Z, what's Psalms 1? Good job, good job. I know that's their memory verse, so I figured I'd just break it back out. Like, so, so walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But your delight should be a what? The law of the Lord. And in this law should you meditate what? Day and 
right? That's how you're going to prosper, right? It says, but when it says walk not on the counsel of God, nor stand in the way of sin, nor sit in the seat of scornful, what it's saying is don't give your ear to every wind of doctrine. Listen, right now, if you just sit down and you just watch a bunch of videos of, I'm not going to say no names, but you know, I, I kind of grew up doing this. You listen to in, anybody out here rapping or got a couple dollars in their pocket. When I say a couple dollars, it could be millions in their pocket. Well, everything they say to themselves sounds good. The scripture says in Proverbs 18, they love hearing themselves. And so we flow with them because, uh, go back and look at the teaching, because money said it was okay. Right? The teaching was a money point of view, right? So a lot of times we, we, we endorse things based on who got the money, not who has the covenant or who has the fulfillment or who has what God calls prosperity. That's every aspect of your life taken care of. We just go with who got the money, who got the bling, and who got the things. But everybody that got the bling and the things, hang out with them. They're, 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 listen. I, I, this is an open testimony, so, so I can say this without dogging a person out, but uh, Deion Sanders came out to our church uh, years ago. Uh, our former pastor had ministered to him one day, so they, they developed a relationship so he would come visit. So he came out and gave his testimony, and he was giving a testimony how when he was playing for the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Reds at the same time, one of the few people that's played in the Super Bowl and the World Series, right? He, uh, so he's playing in the Super Bowl. Dallas Cowboys, playing in the World Series. He took his Lamborghini and he drove it off a cliff. Drove it off a cliff and didn't do a good job of killing himself and ended up in this embankment. The police officer comes to speak to him and just notice who he was. Oh, you're Deion Sanders. Focused on him being Deion, didn't even ask how he was doing. Why would somebody, and I've been to his house now, I think it was on 115 acres or even more, but the house I went to wasn't on 115 acres. It might have, I don't know, 30, 40 acres. You, they had uh, tennis courts, all this type of stuff. So why he had all this game room, own gym, it was 11-car garage, movie theater, all this stuff. He drove that Lambert. One of the, the vehicles in, in the 11-car in, in, in the, the garage or 10-car garage, whatever, was that Lamborghini that he drove off the cliff. He had money. Why would you drive your car off a cliff if you got money? Do you understand? Like, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. You see, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. And God, these little details, so we have to avoid giving our ear to people that, that look shiny without substance. Because birds of a feather flock together, go to the same destination. You might want to find out how they live when they're not in the crowd. You might want to sit down and see what they're, what they're saying to themselves when they're in their apartment and they're trying to kill themselves. See, we, we, we skip all that, right? And, and so, so, so we have to avoid the miss, avoid being in the mix, watching what we take in. Um, and this is this other thing we're going to have to avoid. Again, I'm just setting the stage. We scream out. It seems like the same information over and over and over. You know, like when you come to church, like, oh, here we, here we, I think I heard that scripture before, right? 
But this is, this is a reality I want all of us to realize. The, ability, the inability to keep focus creates an atmosphere of repetitiveness. The inability to keep focus creates an atmosphere of repetitiveness. That means that when you're not focused and you don't absorb the information, what happens is it's, you, you, you create an atmosphere where it's, it's going to be repeated over and over. Because, see, see, it's not information we can breeze over or look past or temporarily acknowledge. It's life and death information. That's the way I taught in the ministry school, and I just tell the students, I say, listen, man, don't just show up to pass the class. I'm saying that to y'all on the track, too. Like, oh, yeah, I did that, I did that, I did that. I said, you, it's, it's beyond just showing up to pass the class. I said, lives are dependent on it. You know a surgeon just can't pass the test? A surgeon, somebody's life is in their hands. They need to know. They need to know what artery to cut. They can't be like, okay, I don't know. I, uh, I think it's this artery or maybe it's not the artery. Or maybe it's this one over here. <laughs> they can't do that, right? Well, it's the same thing for a man or woman of God. Like, you can't be playing. You got to know this. Whether you're a preacher or not, lives are dependent on on what you know, not just what you say, right? So, so in reality, what we're doing right now, it's an eternity placement test. It's an eternity placement test. And, and so the scripture says you're under tutors and governors to the appointed time of the Father, teachers and trainers in Galatians 4, 1 and 2, right? The air scripture, right? Air difference nothing from a servant as long as a child, right? And so what we're doing is we're retaking kingdom classes. See, so when you first come, when you first accept Jesus, immediately you're supposed to start taking kingdom classes to know how to operate in the kingdom. To know, like when you get your car, depending on what level of car you get, some cars you get, they give you an iPad with the car. And it, I don't have a car where they give me an iPad yet, but I know of someone that has a car. Give and, and, and the iPad is actually letting them know how to navigate through that car. Like, you get a Tesla right now. They, you, you, you need information with that thing. Yeah, I said in uh, 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 William Young, who's a member of the church, and it was like, it's like some type of spaceship, you know, like, you know. But you need instructions to operate that thing. When you come into the kingdom, you need instructions. So sometimes we're tripping and falling because we hadn't gotten the instructions, Amen. Right? And, and these instructions are important. These are kingdom classes. So, so, so try to listen to your tutors. The Bible says he that has ears to hear, let them hear. Like, like, the, like, at least hear, write down, and go study it for yourself. Even if you're like, I think this is stupid. Why don't you find out if it is? Listen, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. And one of the things about me is I always wanted to figure stuff out my entire life. I always wanted to figure stuff out. And so I really wasn't going to church because I thought it was stupid. But I had a reason, like, and no one, no one answered my questions to change anything for me. Because I had questions. Okay, hold on. So, so, so let me get this right. We need to do what? Uh, we got to go through the son. Well, if I'm a son and he's a son, well, I got to go through him. These are the things that I used to say. And then I noticed they be, the collection plate be going around a lot. Man, these preachers just try to take your money. I had all these lines. 
But as I started to grow, I, I got exposed to people and that were answering my questions. The church I went to for 18 years, when I first walked in there, I said, oh, my God. First of all, I was humble because everything that I was doing the night before, the guy was talking about, and he wasn't even there. Because I went out to a club for the first time in a long time. He was like, y'all going out to such and such club? And I was like, how does God know we're at the club? So I'm in there cracking up laughing. But all the questions I had up to that point was being answered. So that's what drew me in. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, now, okay, you got me now. And then I started to get into this and study it. I was like, man, all this time people were telling me stuff ain't even in this book. That's not what it says. <laughs> you lied to me. Man, they'll have you thinking the Red Sea was a puddle and somebody walked over it because it was a puddle. If you don't study it for yourself, right? All right, so the scripture says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear, Matthew 13, 9. And, and, and if you, we're not the first people that's been overwhelmed. If you think about it, the disciples, they were, over the one, they were overwhelmed a lot. It's like, what is Jesus talking about, man? Right? Because they were playing off of conformity, tradition, and leaning to their own understanding. The disciples had a certain thing that they were exposed to religion. Jesus shows up with the truth, and they're like, man, that's fool crazy, man. All right, man, whatever he say, man, it don't make no sense to me. And he would discern it. It's like, okay, what y'all thinking about? But then he wouldn't get offended. He would like, all right, shoot your questions at me. Talk to me. Don't talk to yourselves. He's like, ask the question. And then as they start asking the question, he start breaking down the reality. Some of us are so re- have so much religion and tradition in us, we'll never see God. I'm talking about the real God. I'm not talking about the God you made up. Now, you see somebody doing something, mm-hmm, that ain't godly. Based on what? Your, your, your study of the Bible? Or I want to reduce that because I don't want that standard. Minister Mar walking here in his, uh, his, his, I don't know if they're gators, gator boots. The gators? Ostrich boots. See, see, kind of, kind of person going to have an ostrich boots. The kind that God gave them to him. Well, but, but see, because you ain't got ostrich boots, then that's not godly, right? He don't need those boots. Based on what? Did you talk to God and see what God wanted to give him? You don't need that attitude. (laughs) 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 Seem to be wearing out a lot. (laughs) Quite often. All right, so the Bible says, Proverbs, listen, I, I, I got too much rest, I guess. Proverbs 3, it says, trust the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So trust in the Lord what? All. With all your heart. Lean not what? All right, so we stop right there. How many of us constantly lean to our own understanding? I think Marcus raised his hand back there. <laughs> right? It says, look, in, in how many ways? All. All your ways, acknowledge him and let him direct your path. How many people are letting God direct their path? Now, that's what the scripture says. Okay, so we all have choice, right? So you read the scripture. It says, don't, don't link to your own understanding. Trust God. Acknowledge him. Let him direct your path. 
So you may choose not to do that. What are you saying when you choose not to do that? My understanding is greater than God's. Where I decide to take myself is going to get me to fulfillment better than God. What does God know? He only made me. See, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to give nobody a hard time. I'm saying, step, do we step back and look at what we do? That's why the scripture tells us to be sober-minded. If we're sober-minded, I wouldn't have to say these things to you. You'd be saying them to yourself. Like, like Matthew 5, 15. Like, like, are we measuring what we do? Like, like listen, we were talking about earlier how uh, Ty had asked a question about sometimes when God is prospering us, how sometimes we like, nah, I don't want people to think this, that, and the other. Yeah, we misrepresent God. God wants to, to love, on our, love, love on us like we love on our children. You know, uh, these people over here... Uh, He's about to have a, a, a child coming up. You know, Ray was talking about it yesterday at God Talk. Uh, but they're, they're, they're pregnant with child. Oh, so y'all. Well, hey, Ray said it first, so. <laughs> All right. But, but, but the interesting thing, I, like how they roll now, I don't think they just going to give their child anything. And all of us going to be running around giving them stuff. We ain't going to go, hey. You have one of these already? Oh, they don't need this. We're going to give them stuff that the baby's not going to be able to even wear two weeks after. <laughs> not because they need it, because we love them. Some of y'all walk around taking things for granted that your parents have been giving you um, because they love you. But are you, like, like, so when God does that, it's like, see, don't nobody need that. God didn't give it to them because they needed it. He gave it to them because he loved them. You know, somebody's going to come visit us. I know they are. Like, and be like, y'all don't need all these rooms in this house? Man, I'm 59. When do I need the rooms? <laughs> when I'm 80? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> we was out here for 10 years and, and leased and rented for 10 years. How long we got to do this Bef- before it's okay? How long? She'll be 60 in January. I'll be 60 in, in August. I, I can't have... No, no. Yeah, y'all don't need... First of all, all the rooms are being utilized. <laughs> ain't they? <laughs> right? Right. Well, what I'm saying is, it, it, ain't, it ain't just because we needed it. That's what God wants us to have. And it ain't enough room. There's still a couple of things that we wish we'd have had in the house. So we'll get in the next one. Oh, come on. It's only two of y'all. Two ain't enough. You see, this is my point. I'm, come on, man. I'm 59. When? When? When is it okay? Help me out. When is it okay? I know I don't look 59. Well, I hope I don't look 59. Don't say nothing, Sabrina. See, I knew you was going. I knew. It's always you. But what I'm saying is, like, when? When, when is it okay? I mean, I, I'm in the kingdom, right? God is my father, right? He owned everything. I ain't really got nothing. I, listen, I know a whole lot of folk got much more than I got. Much, much, much more. Because God wanted them to have it. I don't even be hating. You don't, you don't need to be either. All right. Matthew 15, 6. Look, look, look so we got to watch this tradition. Matthew 15, 6, it says, 
and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. It says, thus ye have made the commandments of God of none effect by your tradition. Like we weaken God's word by tradition. And, and, and this is the thing. The disciples was overwhelmed. So what Jesus did, he says, okay, I need you guys to really understand the value of the word. So I'm going to send you out without script. Right? So he sent them out without script, no nothing. So they can understand the, the value, the need for. Because there's certain things they couldn't answer, but if they had the script, they would have. You see what I'm saying? So when they came back, they had a better appreciation to be taught. So he didn't send them out because they didn't need it. He sent them out for them to develop a thirst for it. Right? And then once they went out, there was things that they could do, but then there was things that they ran up on they couldn't do. Remember he said, oh, no, these come out by prayer and fasting. These come out by you're going to have to go to a whole nother level. You read it for yourself in Matthew chapter 10, 5 through 11, and 19 through 20. That's when he sent them out without script. And then uh, Matthew 17, 14 through 20 is when he, uh, when he said, these come out by prayer and fasting. It, it'll be on, it, it's, all this is on the video. So um, I know sometimes I can go kind of fast. Right, so, so, so to navigate what we're about to go through, and we're going to, we're going to, Again, like I said, we're going to talk about some of the, the uh, hermeneutics, the science of interpreting the Bible. We're going to talk about those things. I know sometimes they talk about them in seminary and things of that nature. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to bore you, but I'm going to try to give you some keys to unlock how to properly process uh, God's Word, how to rightly divide it. Now, we're going to need the Holy Spirit for this. Amen. We're going to need the Holy Spirit for this. Uh, 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 John 14. Let's go to John 14 real quick. We're going to go to John 16 also, but let's do John 14, 26. Because Jesus said, you know, because they, they, they had Jesus at us as an instructor to answer all their questions. And he says, well, I'm about to go. And he's like, no, no, don't leave. He said, no, it's expedient that I go, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless without someone to help you to solve the problems and navigate through some of the things you're going to get through in life, right? He says, I'm going to leave, he says, um, verse 26, John 14, 26, says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name and my honor and my character, he shall teach you, look, he shall teach you, teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So, so he'll, he'll constantly bring to our remembrance the things that we've been taught and broken down, right? And then uh, drop over to 16, chapter 16, verse 7. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And verse 13, it says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from me, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. So we're going to need the Holy Spirit to, to, to help us to navigate through this. First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2 and verse 9. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Again, we're trying to learn how to operate in the kingdom life. We have to take our kingdom courses all over again because it's an eternity placement test. And so 1 Corinthians 2, 9 breaks it down. It says, but as it is written, 
I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us, look, by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, right? The deep things of God. So, so the, script, this, this, the Holy Spirit helps us to go deeper. I heard this from James Mary, Dr. James Mary. Most people are concerned about the length of your sermon than the depth. So most people go, how long is this going to be? But they're not concerned about the depth of trying to get deep to get more of an understanding of how to navigate in the kingdom. They're just like, okay, I showed up. You should be happy I'm here. Hurry up and get me out of here, right? But if, you, but if you're watching a movie, you're concerned with the depth, right? Because you want to see the whole movie, even though it's three hours. Even though sometimes it's a jacked up movie. But you keep waiting for it to get better, right? You keep going deeper and deeper into the movie, figuring it's going to get better. And then you leave out going, I can't believe I done spent three hours watching this movie. Are we serious right now? Right? But when it comes to the kingdom of God, you don't want to go deeper and deeper, right? You go get me out of it. But see, you have to watch that because that's despising the knowledge of God. And the people call, the Bible calls that person a fool. Proverbs 1, you read that, Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. You don't want to be a fool, Right? Don't despise the knowledge of God. Listen, listen, you may not understand it. You may not be able to do it. You may not be able to apply it, but don't despise it. You may walk away and go, man, this is going to be hard. God can respect that better than, now, I don't think, and I might need to do that. I don't believe that. Now, you, now you, you're attacking his word. And some of y'all been doing that at the house. Y'all need to stop because there's the, grace is lifting for that. Did you hear me? Grace is lifting for that, right? And if you have a question, ask it. There may be an understanding for it. Don't go, go at the house trying to come up with your own uh, doctrine to justify your compromise. See, in reality, we all do what we really want to do. I got that from James Merritt, too, and I probably said it in a different way before. We all do what we want to do. And the thing is, so if you really want to know God... You, you'll spend some time investigating them. If you really want the blessings in favor of God, you'll spend time blessing them. Now, you got to take the time to look at some things, unless you're an idiot. And, and most of these people in here are smart. You see people blessed all the time, but you're telling yourself, I don't have to do it their way to get, get the blessing. You're going to, you have to at least do the foundation of what they're doing. You may attach your own personality, but you can't skip God's fundamental principles. Like, like okay, to, to play basketball, we always talk about toeing the elbow, reaching the net. There's a fundamental way to follow through. There's a fundamental way to shoot. I had a team to play for me in upstate New York. Everybody shot differently, but everybody finished the same. Everybody followed through the same. But one kid who's a little, little Hispanic kid, he's a short kid. He came from like here. He, he would shoot from his hip. Another kid shot from here, but they all finished the same way. But they all had their own styles of execution. But they all, we all had the same fundamentals. And we never lost. Right? You'll never lose if you, you, you take the fundamentals. Now, you're going to, God's going to use your gifting and your personality different, but you can't skip the fundamentals. You can't even do that in college. You're taking them core courses. You can have all the majors you want in the world. I took all my majors first, but I still wasn't going to get past them core courses. We call them D2s or whatever. 
Shakespeare's and all that other stuff, which I didn't think was important. Still don't. What Macbeth got to do with my life? Or the Canterbury Tales. Like, I had to memorize the Canterbury Tales. Are we serious? How do you memorize the scripture? All right, so let's go to first. <laughs> Look, obviously I went to class. I remember all this stuff, right? So, uh, except for Macbeth, I actually read the cleft notes. So first, first Corinthians 9, B.C. days. Y'all was cheating in the B.C. days. First Corinthians 9. So this is, this is going to really help us here. When we get into the meat here, First Corinthians, uh, and this is um, twenty-five through twenty-seven. Uh, I don't want to do this. I'll read King James first. It says, "And every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things." Um, you know, the person that's striving to master anything. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. So a lot of people are trying to master sports, music. Uh, theater, stuff like that, to obtain a crown, but it's corruptible, it's temporary. But we invest our disciplines to, to get an incorruptible crown, so what we have will last, not something that will be temporary. It says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beat at the air. So as you think about somebody, you know, you know boxer and just, just hitting the air. No, it's, it's saying, no, 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 no. I'm making contact with my blows in life, right? I'm making contact with my blows in life, right? It says, but I keep my body under, that's discipline my body, and bring it in subjection lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So even if, even if I, if me as a preacher, as I'm communicating this word, I have to be disciplined. Otherwise, I'm helping people out while I'm being dragged in. All right, let's, let's read this and amplify. It says, now every athlete who goes into training and com- competes in games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things as it relates to that sport. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable, an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Therefore, I do not run with a definite goal. I do not flail around Uh, No, I'm sorry. I do not, therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air, just shadow boxing. But like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will now somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. So I make sure I'm as disciplined as what I'm communicating. If I'm a parent, I'm as disciplined as what I'm communicating. Yeah, I just figured I'd park there for a second. So, 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 so this discipline um, or this word exercise in this chapter, uh, it's the Greek word agonize. It's the Greek word agonize or self-control. That's why you know, Paul said in Acts 24, 14, 24, 16, he says, I exercise myself to be void of offense, confusion, or, to, or having a clear conscience. I agonize to make sure my conscience is clear. So, so it's a cost here. 
And so when we get into this word and we get into this rightly dividing the Bible, you're going to have to agonize to come to service every Sunday to hear it. You have to agonize to go and research and study and break it down, right? Uh, but, but this is the thing about God's kingdom or anything worth anything. It starts out with agony. The next stage, it's an ache or an appetite. Finally, you cross over into amusement. But we want to skip to amusement without going through the agony or the ache. But everything, you know, you, you start, you know, people start saying, hey, you know, just, uh, uh, Trina, you got the people, they, I know, they, y'all having Bible study, y'all reading through stuff, memorizing scripture. You know, at first it's like, well, not at first, even now. It ain't like, your body's like, oh, wonderful. You know what I'm saying? At first it's like, man, ain't nobody trying to do this. I could be watching my show. Right? Get up in the morning with y'all. I can sleep. You know what I'm saying? But, but there's an agony involved. But after a while, the agony transitions into an ache, like you're aching because now you created a new appetite. And now, now your spirit man is demanding to get fed because your natural man has been getting fed all the time. But we, when, we, when we start something, as soon as you open this Bible up, even if you do it today, and you have me read, you're like, man, I, I'm not feeling this. Who said you're supposed to feel it? Your flesh has been dominating. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh ain't feeling the word. Are you crazy? It's not. The spirit is the one that wants the word. The flesh has been so dominant, it has the first voice. So when everybody's uh, placing in the man to get fed, you, 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 you ever be in situations you're around, uh, you play for a team, and for whatever reason, they keep giving that person the ball? Now, you, you might be better than them. But for some reason, that for, hey, hey, we're running play five, uh, throw it down low to such and such. This fool done missed the last five shots. Why we keep giving them the ball? But for some reason, they keep giving it to him, so that's your flesh. They keep giving it to the flesh. You the spirit, they should be giving you the ball. But the flesh, and everybody listens to the, you have the, that person on the team, everybody listens to them. You get the ball sometimes. Don't get mad. But you get the ball sometimes, so you get the ball. Hey, hey, and then you, you end up passing the person the ball. Be like, God, why did I get a person the ball? Ain't nobody going to see it now. Right? That's your flesh. Like, soon, soon, soon as that word comes, your flesh goes, hey, hey, hey. You'll be like, okay, just, 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 out of reflex. Right? And, and this is the thing. It's, you agonize. Listen, to, to take your behind the bed on Saturday night is agony. Because you think you're missing something, so you stay up all night. Then you come to church, and you're not clear enough to hear what God's saying. And then you come to me and go, well, I, I got a question about such and such. I was like, was you at church that night? Yeah, I, well, I already talked about that. When? While you was in that fog because you, you didn't go to sleep Saturday night? And had an extra hour. <laughs> and still got here late. <laughs> Normally, the, tr- the tradition is, this is around the time where everybody's early. Because they don't know, they forget about daylight savings time. But I guess y'all sweet now. Y'all been at the house all day. Y'all, y'all, I got an extra hour. I got more time and still got here late. <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's, it's an agony, and it's, then it's an ache and it's amusement. So this is the thing. We shouldn't question God's word or challenge God's process. We shouldn't. It's God's. You know, scripture says, do all things without murmuring and disputing, Philippians 
It's not my opinion. And, and in Romans 9, 21, it talks about the potter and the clay. It says, so it talks about a potter. I mean, Jeremiah talks about it too. The potter put, put together the, let's say the base, right? He put together the base. And it, it, he didn't like the way it looked. It was kind of marred. So he tore the whole thing down and started all over again. And so the question was asked, why'd you tear it down? I'm the potter. I can tear it down. I can build it back up. It's what I want. So God's saying the same thing. I made you. Why are you questioning what I made? You wasn't complaining when you, when you showed up. But now you're complaining because you're following another system that's outside of your design. You're not getting the results you want. And you're complaining to me as if I did something wrong. Follow my system. Learn. Read the manual of how you're supposed to work and, and, and be excellent and prosper. If things don't work out, then complain to me. But you can't, you can't go out and buy a, a drone, right? And then you're going to use your, 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 uh, your, uh, your iPad instructions to work the drone. Two different things. It comes with instructions. We came with instructions. Have we been reading them? We're reading Facebook's instructions. You know, we're reading Instagram instructions. Like, like, like TikTok instructions. We're reading all these other instructions, but we ain't reading ours. And then we, because it, it looks, it, it's cool, it has flavor. See, see, a lot of people got your ear now. We're, hey, 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 what was it? Fortnite instructions. Like, we, we, all these other instructions, we on there all day, right? Instead of getting God's instructions. Hey, if you can play Fortnite five days a week, more than a job, and be successful, go ahead. And be fulfilled, go ahead. Yes, yes people make money to it. Listen, uh... <laughs> With all due respect, I ain't seen nobody in this building making no money playing Fortnite. I'm not saying people don't make money. They got, what, Fortnite tournaments, and, don't they? You know, you know I'm asking you. Not, I know it's not fair, but I know you know. <laughs> so, right? So, so what I'm saying is, like, like, if you're going through stuff, so, so you got every, all your ducks in a row, everything's cool, and your free time is Fortnite, do your thing. But can you afford Fortnite time? TikTok time. You're watching other people's dreams. You, you got time? Let, let's, see, I didn't. Did, did I say don't watch TikTok? No. Did I say don't watch Instagram? Did I say don't check out Facebook? You better. There's some sermons on there from the church. <laughs> what I'm saying is, based on what you're, where you are in your life, can you afford it? You might want to get into your instructions, okay? All right, so, so let's not question what God is doing. And this is the thing, because if we question it, we're, we're doubting it, and it takes faith. The word harmonizes with faith, not confusion and fear, or confusion from fear. The word harmonizes with faith, not confusion from fear. The, you see, see, faith is, is trusting and relied on. Right? So, so, so look at here, Hebrews, I'm going to give you this. So this is the key. This is what the, the, the word 
you know, besides faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and all that stuff that we read. But Hebrews 4, it's a familiar scripture at our church, but, but, I, but I'm, I'm going to give you another way of processing this. I may have shared it before. But Hebrews 4, verse 12. So look at this. Uh, it says, the word of God is quick. Now, the word quick means makes alive. So the more word I we the more word I take on the inside of me, it 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 awakens me. It brings alive what's dead. So when my gifting is dead, when my dreams are dead, when my life is dead, the more word I, I get in, it 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 stimulates me. It awakens. It, it gives nourishment to what God put on the inside of me to fulfill my life. Right. So if I don't get no word. What God put on the, on the inside of me to fill my life is starving, right? It's not getting the nourishment to come alive. So you're like, where are my dreams? They're dead on the inside waiting for some word food, okay? All right, so the word is, is quick, look, and powerful. So it doesn't just make alive, it gives you power. Sharper than any two-edged sword, look, piercing even the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow and, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So that word comes in and it, it, it clears out the cobwebs. You know, the Bible says, inches of the word bring up light. It gives understanding to the simple. This, the, the, you know, and I went through the different uh, levels of intelligence, moron level, idiot level. These are actual levels of intelligence. You know, there's a, a smart level. There's a, um, uh, what is it? A genius level, there's super genius. There's infinite intelligence, that's what God is. So there's all these different intelligence levels, but we all can attain these levels the more word we take in. We're not stuck at whatever level we're at, but if we're not getting no word, as, much, as smart as we think we is, why people keep saying we're doing stupid stuff? Well, that was stupid. And then when you fighting, when you trying to call me stupid, what you did was stupid. It didn't benefit you. It stole your dream. And instead of you going, I missed it on that one, I'm going to reset myself and make sure I don't do anything else stupid, give God opportunity to resurrect some dreams. I'm going to stay stuck in stupid instead of awakening myself through the word, right? All right, so, 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 so the other thing is, uh, where is it at? Hebrews 4. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So, so let's say everybody in the room all getting the word, right? It says, so we all get the word. It says, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So it says everybody can, can get the same word. You go, well, I heard the word. Nothing happened. Well, somebody missed it with faith and somebody didn't. Somebody despised it, took it for granted. Somebody blew it off as, it don't take all that, this, that, and the other. So you don't value it. It doesn't impact your life. See, see, so the word itself is not enough. It's just like this. Uh, and, and, and I might have it accurate. I'm not a doctor, but it's a Jewish guy I used to sit with and uh, get insight to. He was a a minister at War Harvest Church, uh, Rock Parsi Church for years. And I, so I would, you know, he, was, he used to sell shoes. I used to sit him down and, get, and just let him talk to me. 
Now, I call him up sometime, and he would just break down stuff. So he said, he said Keith, he said, the word is, 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 is very valuable, but you need to attach your faith. He says, so it's like cystic fibrosis. He said, the thing about cystic fibrosis is, and I could have it wrong, but I remember him telling me this. I might even have the wrong diagnosis. But he says, you, you don't have the proper enzymes in your body. So what happens is you're eating food, but your body is not a process it. It can't, so your body's not going to absorb it. Your enzymes help you to absorb the food, and it dispersed into the nutrients are dispersed where they need to be to benefit your body. Well, he says the same thing. If you just take word and you don't have faith, the word is going right through you. Just like a lot of people with that disease, the, the, the food goes right through them. They don't benefit from the food. So, so your, the, 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 the faith is our enzymes to absorb the word for us to have the spiritual nutri- uh, nourishment we need to impact our lives. That's why the Bible says meditate on the word day and night, do all that's written therein, right? Then shall you have good success, then shall you make, I, I know I'm not saying exactly what the scripture says, right? But I know it says meditate on the word day and night. <laughs> it, says, uh, it says, and it says observe to do. <laughs> so, so, so it's seeing and acting on it. Observe to do all that's written therein. Then you'll be prosperous and successful, right? In Joshua 1 8, right? The scripture tells us to, be, to have our mind renewed in Romans 12 2. So this word is renewing our mind. And this is the thing 2 Timothy uh, 1 7, right? Um, last scripture, one reference of a chapter, and then we're out of here. 2 Timothy, familiar scripture, but let's look at it just a little bit differently because we opened up with how the adversary in James chapter 3, he tries to create strife and confusion because he he wants to cloud us from really absorbing the things of God. All right, so 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, fear, fear breeds confusion. Right? Uh, just, just like, so I, I was raised, don't trust nobody. And so basically, I was raised to fear everybody. So I repeat, I was raised my whole life, don't trust nobody. So I was trained to fear everybody. From the standpoint, I don't trust you. I'm, a, I'm afraid what you could possibly do to me. Take advantage of me, hurt me, uh, lie to me. So you open your mouth, but I wasn't listening. I have very, I have, I have very little respect for a lot of people. Um, uh, and, 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 I, and again, I was around a lot of people that wasn't necessarily living right, but I'm just saying, I, you, my brother used to say this, he said, I used to antagonize people. He said, if they could answer my questions, they got my attention, and that was true. You know, but I wasn't antagonizing to really know. I was antagonizing to break down what they thought was the truth. <laughs> you know, and, um, and so when I, when I grew up, I realized that I wasn't just protecting myself from hurt. I was blocking out help. Because if I don't trust nobody, there's people God sending to help me. So I had to learn to discern. Had to learn to discern. Had to learn to discern. You know, and to discern, I had to spend more time with God. So then, so the Holy Spirit is leading me who to trust and who not to trust, right? 
And so this, 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 so I was living in this fear, and I was staying confused, paranoid. You know, I, you make a decision and analyze my way out of a good decision. Listen, I had opportunities. I, listen, I was asked, I had wrote uh, something I had created writing class in high school, and so I wrote the thing, and the lady asked me to see her after school. First of all, I didn't trust her. And I'm like, man, you know, I got to get to the basketball court, man. I'm not going. And, and she wrote for, for a major magazine. You know, uh, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Stevens Institute of Technology for Math. I didn't even know they had a college and a basketball program. It's like they probably didn't play basketball. I talked my way out of going to this institute, getting out of the hood, right, just making a statement that I never investigated because I didn't trust going somewhere that I had never been with some people that I didn't know in a boarding school. It would have been perfect for me. Right? I've still been a preacher. Just, just a preacher that was an engineer <laughs> paid. <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like so, so, but I, but I taught, I remember uh, the first time I was on a basketball team, I, 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 I figured who was going to make the team. I analyzed who was going to make the team. Somebody made the team because I didn't show up. Well, I used an excuse, got into a fight and said my finger was hurt. Well, it wasn't really hurt. Did, did, one year in college, did the same thing. Analyzed my way out of situations. I cost us, I don't know, it was at least 800 could have been more on an electric bill that could have been $50. In my analysts, well, you know, got these people coming here, you know, they're always trying to take your money. Uh, they're going to give us a bad diagnosis, you know, make us pay more than we want to pay. So we were heating the house with our, our stove and stuff and our baseboard heating. Electric bill went up to 11 uh, $800. Finally, my wife convinced me to have the people come out and look at it. It was just a reset button. $35. And, I'm, and, and I want to, please, more people laugh at me. More. Seriously. That's why I said it. I said it to show how dumb I was. What, anybody? Get it, no, get it all out. No, I'm not, I'm not even joking. Not even being sarcastic. Because maybe then you can do it. Maybe you can come to grips with this dumb thing you've done and laugh at yourself and let people laugh at you. And then make some different moves. I don't do stuff like that now. But, but see, you see we, we're talking ourselves out of some wonderful stuff. Listen, all this time we've been hiding our, our inability educationally, we could have actually gotten better. We could have just got some help. But we sitting there hiding. Well, don't want nobody to know. It's obvious to everybody you're hiding something. No, no, I just flow. You know, everybody's not Devin and Drumline. But there's a whole lot of people acting like them. No, no, you know, I, just, I just go with the beat. You know, I just go with the beat. I just go with the flame. Just, you know. Instead of learning the other piece and being some, one of the greatest musicians ever. And somebody need to hear that. Instead of doing that, we hiding. You don't have to hide the airs. So, so, we, so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> and I get all types of stuff today. So, 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 so we want to be out of this fear. I, I know what I was reading. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 
Sound meaning sober, clear thinking mind, not confused mind. If you're sitting back analyzing everybody for the last 15, 20 years, something wrong. When are you going to get in the game unless somebody analyze you? See, see, the reason why I'm not bothered, I get all types of criticism and stuff like that. The reason why I'm not bothered because at least I'm willing to expose myself to, to agonize to find out what God wants to say to his people. Anybody in the stands can criticize. When are you going play, to play the game? God's being in the stands, man, you should have did that another. I said, get in the game and then show me. Come out here and show me. Yeah, you up there telling me what I should have done, but you didn't know the play was you threw the ball in. When he threw the ball in, he was supposed to go to the spot. I threw the ball where the spot was. He didn't go, so the ball went out of bounds. In the stands, you're going, man, what's wrong with Keith? He just threw the ball out of bounds. No, he threw the ball where it was supposed to go, and the other person didn't, did, didn't go there. But since you didn't know that because you ain't in the game, you're watching from the stands, you don't have the details. I don't understand why they did that at church. Because you ain't in the game, you don't know the details. Well, I think that person should, should have more opportunity. You don't know what that person is going through and how God's working things through them so they don't, it's not temporary. Get in the game and you pick up more th- in the spirit. You know, well, that probably too late. That probably, <laughs> probably came out kind of aggressive. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into uh, the gaps in understanding and why God has preachers and, and, and why gaps need to be filled in, you know, because you got all this infinite wisdom coming down from all high, and it needs to be broken down, broken down, broken down, broken down, where we can understand. We'll get into that next week. But let's keep this in mind. Jesus started out as an instructor. So, so, so you got Jesus in the uh, first three chapters of Matthew tells, you know, basically he, how he grew up and stuff like that. Then... It says he got baptized by John at the end of uh, Matthew chapter 3, uh, verse 17, and the Spirit hit him. After the Spirit hit him, it took him into the wilderness to be tested by the devil in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 14. And he's, so he's going through the wilderness to test what? The Word. If you read through Matthew 1 through 14, Jesus responded with every temptation, it is written. If you don't know what's written, then you don't have the power to respond. Amen. So, so, so he goes to, he goes to being behind the scenes for 30 years, just under tutors and governors, under people that, that was going to eventually serve him. He served them faithfully. Then he was released to start ministry. But when God first endorsed him, right after God said, this is my son, I'm on well pleased. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Matthew 3.17. The next thing was the wilderness. Testing. The test, the word that was in him. The wilderness is to humble you, to prove you so you wouldn't know what's in your heart. Deuteronomy 8.2. So that's, that's Matthew chapter 4. Right after that, because he's surveying who he's dealing with. You see what I'm saying? He, 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 he showed him how to live behind the scenes, gets endorsed by God, show him how, shows us how to pass the test. Then the next thing he says, okay, let me just instruct you how this thing's supposed to play out. Matthew 5 was the next chapter. 
Sermon on the Mount is called Be Attitudes, the attitude and how to be. You can't do this if you don't know how to be. And so every time you hear how to be, you fight, you twist, you, 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 you cringe. But you're not going to be fulfilled if you ain't being right. Because all that gifting is going to be corrupted or used wrong. We need to fix the attitude. And just humble ourselves and receive. One, one of the things I, I tell players all the time, listen, we're trying to help people get into schools and stuff like that. I call people, listen, if you're coachable, if you can be taught, if you don't think, well, I know what I'm doing, I call people go, listen, man, listen, you want this guy. If you ain't coachable, listen, you could test him and see if, if, if he fit for you. I can't endorse him right now. Because I know you got a funky attitude. I was a coach. I love coachable people. I just be wanting to do extra for them. I'm at the house thinking of stuff for them. But people that you can't talk to, I don't care if it's music ministry, I don't care if it's youth ministry, pick a ministry, children's ministry, Usher, whatever, if you can't talk to somebody, if everybody's response is, I know what I'm doing, man, listen, why, why are they giving you the information? Because there's something you don't know. And so we're going to go through this and hopefully you open yourself up to really now truly understanding the word and being able to live according to the word and agonize yourself to be here. Because then, now, now you know. And, and it's going to challenge some of the, um, what do I want to call it? The, uh, <sighs> See, uh, my wife had confusion, but this is what I was thinking. I was thinking more, it's going it's to challenge the pretending, the, pre, the pretending. Well, he said, fake it till you make it. So, so, so. And I'm saying this to you respectfully, I've pretended at stages of my life too. Like pretend that it's okay and it's not. Hey, how you doing? It's okay. It was just, she was getting on me. And uh, so I had these stitches, so I had to get something redone. And so to make sure the stitches closed, I knew they was going to do extra to make sure they didn't open up again. And so I knew the extra may be a little more pain even though it was numb. So my wife said, well, did you say something? I said, I said, nah, I said, you know, I knew it was going to be a little more pain. She said, I had tolerance to pain. She says, you were just sitting there. She said, well, did the person ask you, was you comfortable or not? And I said, yeah. She said, oh, so I know you. You probably was like, you okay. But you wasn't okay. You was feeling the pain. You was probably gritting your teeth over there. <laughs> you know, she was picking with me last night. But, yeah, see, some of y'all just want to laugh at me again. But we do this. I'm okay. No, you're not. I got this. No, you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen. Okay, so, so took Jesus three and a half years to, to do his ministry. The disciples had to, like, pretty much their training was what? Maybe three and a half years or so? Does that mean it don't take that long? You know, your break-even point for a business is three years, right? If you don't break even, see, they done threw that out the window. People would have forgot that there's a measure to t- see if the business is successful. So they just hang on, losing money, 
And the reason why they lose money because they're not looking at the books. They're looking at the money that came in today, but they're not measuring it up with, all the, with, with the balance of their books. And we're doing, that, we're doing that in our life now. We're pretending. Because so we can say, I have a business. Who's to say you're supposed to be in business? Right? We, we call ourselves successful based on what? You wouldn't have to tell nobody you're successful. We see it all over you. So instead of us cutting our losses and saying, God, what am I supposed to do? We go, well, since I've been doing this for so long, I don't want to look like a fail- failure. No, you're going to look like you're a failure if you're not obedient. Didn't you say obedient yesterday? Yeah, so, so during this process, when you get to work, it's going to open up some things. You're going to start seeing some things. Don't run. Don't run. Agonize through it to get to where God really wants you to do. So when we come out of this, some people are going to say, man, you know, I've really, I, I really been stupid. I've been stupid in that relationship. I've been stupid in hanging out with these people. I've been stupid in saying this is what I'm supposed to do, and I ain't been getting nothing out of it. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. I pursue basketball for years. Listen, I'm not. I know I'm a preacher. I wasted a whole lot of time with basketball. Some people out there, I, I saw you use ball and this, that, and that. I don't care. I wasted a whole lot of time with basketball. If I was where I was supposed to be with God, I could have played my basketball career and got into ministry. But I wasn't where I was with God. I was where I wanted to be with basketball. I, 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 listen, I told you, I, I, I missed writing opportunities, drawing opportunities. I missed a lot of opportunities because of basketball. Because I want to show that I can't give up. Some of y'all are missing opportunities in these relationships and some of the things that we're doing. Right? So, so let, listen, don't, don't, don't. I, I was about to crack a joke, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> all right. All right. Don't take it personal. This is a good time to reset. Right? And get what God really has. So this word is going to wake you up, all right, to move you up. Amen. No respect to age. Because you got to stop that excuse, too. Amen. Don't let me go back to the teaching from 1 to 100 where I show people was doing stuff. All right. Cliff Young, 67, running 500, 500 miles in a marathon in his overall. So, so there's no uh, KFC guy, 60-something when, when KFC finally blew up. And so, so, so we're going to wake up to move up. And, well, really, well, they were singing at the, uh, get up. It was something they were saying about get up. Get up, get up out of that grave, right. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave, right, right? Yeah, so we're going to get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. All right, stand on your feet.